Welcome to episode 27 of the Montana Values Podcast. In this show, we'll focus on the wolves in Republican clothing at the Montana Legislature. And leading the pack this week is Flathead Valley's own sexist bigot, John Fuller. Let's sink our teeth into it with our host, Tammy Fisher. It's become clear that our Republican legislature needs a refresher on the Republican platform. Mickey and I are concerned that folks that call themselves Republican aren't Republican at all, and that's judging from some bills that we just read. The 2016 Republican platform that was reaffirmed in 2020 states, We affirm, as did the Declaration of Independence, that all are created equal, endowed by their creator with inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We believe in the Constitution as our founding document. We believe the Constitution was written not as a flexible document, but as our enduring covenant. We believe our constitutional system, limited government, separation of powers, federalism, and the rights of the people must be preserved uncompromised for future generations. This platform is many things, a handbook for returning decision-making to the people, not the government. We are also the party of the Constitution, the greatest political document ever written. It is the solemn compact built upon principles of the Declaration of Independence that enshrines our God-given individual rights and ensures that all Americans stand equal before the law, defines purposes and limits of government, and is the blueprint for orderly liberty that makes the United States the world's freest and most prosperous nation. We denounce bigotry, racism, anti-Semitism, ethnic prejudice, and religious intolerance. Therefore, we oppose discrimination based on race, on sex, religion, creed, disability, or national origin, and support statutes to end such discrimination. Our ranks include Americans from every faith and tradition, and we respect the right of each American to follow his or her deeply held beliefs. In a free society, the primary role of government is to protect the God-given inalienable rights of its citizens. These constitutional rights are not negotiable for any American. We are the party of independent individuals and the institutions they create together, families, schools, congregations, neighborhoods, to advance their ideals and make real their dreams. Those institutions standing between the citizen and the power of the government are the pillars of a free society. Notably, the government isn't the pillar of a free society. They create spaces where the power of government should not intrude. They allow Americans to work together to solve most of the problems facing their communities. They thus reduce the need for intervention by government in the form of a more and bigger programs or larger public workforce. They minimize decision-making by those who hold or are appointed to office. That is precisely why today's progressive distrust and seek to control them, because this is more than a conflict of ideas. It is a struggle for power. Our society is at a crossroads. For several generations, an expansive federal regime has marginalized and supplanted the institutions holding our society together. Notably, those institutions are not government. No wonder, then, that so much seems to be coming apart now. The question is whether we are going to reinvigorate the private sector institutions under citizen control or allow their continued erosion by the forces of centralized social planning. In that divide, the Republican Party stands with the people. Overregulation is the quiet tyranny of the nanny state. 
It's against this backdrop that every legislator who claims to be a Republican must analyze every piece of legislation brought before them. And these are simple rules. Number one, is this an area government needs to be involved in? Is it an issue best left to other institutions in society such as church, community, nonprofits, or schools? Does the issue need to be regulated? If so, is it best regulated by something other than government? Government involvement should be the last option. Number two, if government should be involved, are there already statutes in place that govern the issue? Do your research. Is there existing legislation that covers the issue that isn't being utilized? Number three, are you unfairly impacting any person's freedom, even people you don't like? The Republican platform tells us government should not impact any person's individual freedom. We welcome to our ranks all citizens who are determined to reclaim the rights of the people that have been ignored or usurped by the federal and intrusive state governments. Number four, will government regulation meet a goal? To stop some bad thing that currently exists from continuing to exist? Government intervention and regulation is rarely helpful or effective. If you cannot specifically define how your legislation will effectively improve the lives of every citizen governed, you should reconsider the legislation. Critical and orderly thinking. That's what the Republican platform asks of us Republicans. And where there is chaos, go back to your principles. Because feel-good legislation is generally junk legislation and is simply a waste of taxpayer dollars and time. And when you take issues that are best dealt with by other portions of society and embed their regulation in government, you have increased the size and scope of government and violated your Republican principles. For example... If you believe the gay folk are bad people or are immoral, incorporating your moral belief into government is an unfair expansion of and use of government. Government is not the morality police. If you believe someone who doesn't look or act like you needs punishment, punish from the pulpit, not the Capitol building. That's what religion is for, to govern morality. That is not the role of government. And to confuse the role of religion and the role of government is antithetical to personal freedom, less government mantra of the Republican Party. So when morality-based legislation lands on your desk, reject it as it belongs best in the persuasive components of our society, churches, religion, nonprofits, not mandates or bans that are ineffective and impact personal liberty. As a Republican legislator, your job isn't to make new laws. You are to ensure new laws that don't meet fundamental Republican principles die in committee or on the floor. Your job is restraint. Your job is to only fix what is broken, not expand the size of government. Government should never be the first place any of us turn to solve an issue because government sucks at solving anything. It's clunky, it's largely outdated in its methods, often underfunded, and absent of all innovation over time. So its ability to actually serve is highly limited simply by its bureaucratic organization, which is totally cumbersome. And with political party changeover in control, government is not set up for long-term change or thinking. When terms are two years or four years or six years, that's not long enough for true bottom-up structural change. 
political swings do not support highly reliable organizations. And government is inherently unreliable. It can point out flaws that need changing, but it's not functional enough to create the change. Have you ever used a government IT system? It functions as well as the government, outdated, behind the times, playing catch-up, and low functionality. That is why government should be looked to as a last option, never the first. So let's look over a few proposals that test our Republican principles. House Bill 112, introduced by John Fuller, the current chair of the Flathead County Republican Central Committee and Republican House member. A bill for an act entitled, quote, an act creating the, quote, Save Women's Sports Act, requiring public school athletic teams to be designated based on biological sex, providing for certain protections for educational institutions, providing a cause of action. Oh, we could sue them now for certain violations of the act and providing an effective date. So this is a proposal to ensure that transgender athletes who align with the female gender cannot participate in female sports. I guess Mr. Fuller doesn't care if transgender children who align as male participate in male sports. Don't care about them. The philosophy, of course, is consistent with how Mickey and I have come to know Mr. Fuller in that he thinks women are not quite of the same value or status as men. He's been known to knock on doors, and when a woman answers, he asks to, quote, speak to the man of the house. Mm. So we know how he feels about women just in general. We all need saving from Mr. Fuller. Let's move on to the substance of the bill. In his own Plessy v. Ferguson separate but equal approach to gender and apparently sex, the preamble to the bill lays out a compelling case of how women need to be saved from the ravages of transgender athletes. Without Mr. Fuller's heroics, women's sports will suffer irreparable harm. That's compelling, right? Feels like it's something we want government to wade into because it's just not fair to chicks to run or jump beside transgender folks that may have a ton of testosterone in their bodies, yet who identify with the female gender. I get it. That does seem weird. And it's a relatively new phenomenon. The word transgender was largely unknown to our population until about 10 years ago. Most of us never even considered the word, much less that transgender is a real phenomenon. And honestly, for those of us that don't care one way or the other, whether someone's dainty bits align with who they identify as, it's really not that important. But how to accommodate the changing times does need to be addressed. The problems with Mr. Fuller's bill is the issue he tries to sick government on is already being addressed by the athletic associations charged with determining rules of play. So Mickey and I don't even need to go through the bill to tell you it's rather bizarre contents because the bill itself is not a Republican bill. It's an expansion of government. Its contents are addressed by the NCAA, the MHSA, and at the local school level. There is absolutely no need for government to be involved in this issue. So any Republican out there that feels compelled to jump on Fuller's bandwagon under the auspices of, quote, saving women... Have no fear. The contents of the bill are already adequately addressed without government intervention. There is no need to expand the scope of government and no need to further embed the, quote, damsel in distress arguments from 1750 into Montana law. This bill never should have been submitted by anyone who claims to be a Republican, and anyone who votes for it should have their Republican cards revoked. And every Republican who actually adheres to Republican principles should tell the legislature to stay out of issues already addressed. We don't need big brother government breathing down our necks. Thank you very much. 
The next bill that is similar topically to the last is another Fuller Brush special, HB 113, entitled the Youth Health Protection Act. Yeah, and here the preamble states an act providing for youth health protection, providing definitions prohibiting certain medications and medical procedures for the treatment of gender dysphoria in minors and establishing a civil penalty for healthcare providers providing prohibited treatment. In this bill, well, our John Fuller, he sets out to, quote, save our youth from their physicians and parents. Really, what Fuller tells us is he finds transgender folks morally reprehensible. And because they don't pass his personal morality test, he will attempt to use the force of law to rid the planet, or at least Montana, from them entirely. Rock on! In his zeal to rid Montana of the moral stain of transgender youth, Fuller is willing to tear it to shreds the Montana Constitution in order to ensure an orderly, handmaid's tale nirvana of his dreams. So with this bill, he seeks to ensure parents and physicians do not provide medical care to transgender youth that is transgender-affirming. So we know that by taking this position, Fuller does not believe in the fundamental right to parent protected by the United States and Montana constitutions. Nope. He thinks government should tell parents how to parent and what medical decisions a parent can make on behalf of their child. That it is the government's role to parent our children. Does that sound Republican to you? Does that sound like a less government principle to you? A parent's right to the care and custody of his child is a fundamental liberty interest that shall not be infringed without due process of law. This is what we know if we have more than a casual relationship with the Montana Constitution and the Republican platform. Here's the site, Fuller, Article 2, Section 17. But Fuller seeks to ignore the Constitution and ignore the Republican platform in his zeal to right the moral wrongs he perceives as taking place in our great state of Montana because his morality reigns superior to everyone else's morality and includes the intrusion of government into the rights of parents to parent and the doctor-patient relationship. Yep, Fuller wants to sit right down in the doctor's office with you to ensure your dainty bits match your makeup because the great ale of society we're sacrificing the constitutional right to parent and the doctor-patient relationship is how one lives with his or her given dainty bits. Do you think he wants in on every boob job and penis enlargement that occurs in Montana too? So, we know Fuller isn't a principled Republican. When his morality temperature spikes, the Republican platform and constitution are thrown out the window. And because he's blinded by his warped version of one of these things don't belong, he can't even see that he is not only shredding our rights to parents and right to a private relationship with our physicians, he is needlessly expanding the role of government into an area already addressed by government. So he tramples the Constitution and he seeks to implement duplicative legislation because you know who tells doctors what they can and cannot do? the Board of Medical Examiners. And do you know where you go if a doctor engages in medical practices that are not standard of care or appropriate? The Montana Board of Medical Examiners. Do you know where you strip a doctor of his or her medical license for practicing medicine that is not standard of care? The Montana Board of Medical Examiners. And do you know what you do when a doctor screws up? Well, you sue him for medical malpractice. 
So Fuller's bill is entirely unnecessary because these issues are already addressed in Montana law. He didn't even bother to consider if there was a mechanism in government that is already monitoring the patient-physician relationship. Nice research, John. Nice. I thought this guy's background was as a government teacher, but I guess he missed the whole Constitution part as the foundation of government. He obviously hasn't read Montana Code Annotated. Anyway, it's clear as day Fuller isn't a Republican, and anyone who votes for this bill is about as anti-Montana and anti-Republican as you can get. You can't be all for less government on Monday and then vote to trample constitutional rights of parents and expand government on Tuesday. That makes you a hypocrite. And John Fuller... Both of your bills fly in the face of the Republican platform. I don't have a trans child, but I have children. And if we allow this kind of nanny state government proposed by John Fuller, it's a slippery slope, kids. I get to determine what kind of medical care my kids get. My kid's doctor gets to practice whatever medicine I authorize for my child. And those decisions are none of the government's damn business. Mr. Fuller, take your morality to church where it belongs and leave the government to its limited scope and purpose. If your deeply held beliefs lead you to believe our transgender folks are all washed up, you keep that belief, Mr. Fuller. But just as I don't get to use government to implement my deeply held belief that you are a chauvinist bigot wolf in Republican clothing, you don't get to use the force of law to implement your morality. Principled leadership means following the Republican platform even when it doesn't feel good, even when it's painful. Government cannot and will never fix the ails of society. And if you feel something is morally reprehensible, turn to your church and support your church in its outreach activities. The last place a legislator should ever turn to is the government, or else we will devolve into a nanny state where personal freedom is sacrificed under the banner of, quote, saving us from ourselves. Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Become a sponsor of the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com, locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Subscribe to the show on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Parlor. Our handle is at MTValues. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.